Hello, everybody. It's your girl, Carmelita, and I want to welcome you to Purity to Purpose. Here on Purity to Purpose, I want to show you what it looks like to have a relationship with the invisible yet real God. I'm going to show you these things through my personal testimonies, as well as Bible study devotionals. I'm so passionate about this because I remember growing up and not enjoying church. I remember growing up and not having an understanding of what it looked like to have a relationship with God. I remember not fully understanding him. So now it is my hope and my desire to bring clarity and wisdom to you. So I ask you to bring your hope and your faith as well as your doubts as we talk about what it looks like to have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. Hello everybody, it's your girl Carmelita and I want to welcome you back to another episode of Purity to Purpose. So today we are going to start day two of our Bible study plan that is titled Sis Just Rest. So I don't typically do Bible study plans that are just directed to a particular gender um, but this one here I feel like is not just for women I feel like it's also one that men can definitely appreciate and especially this one here today so the devotional is titled sis or sir (laughs) resting your authority Jesus is the ultimate example of how to exercise authority as we see in Mark 4, 39-40, when he sternly rebuked the wind and commanded the sea to be still, and the storm subsided. This illustrates a powerful truth that still holds true today. Our words have the power to effect change, and we have the authority to use them. When we are at peace, The authority we possess is activated and effective because it is grounded in the faith of Christ. We can speak to circumstances and situations with confidence and they must submit to our authority in Christ. However, if they don't, it's important to examine the source, heart, and motive of our words. Only words that are connected to the faith of Christ carry the power to rebuke the wind and waves that try to threaten our lives. Faith is what pleases God. When we exercise our authority by faith, it brings pleasure to God. Faith involves resting and trusting that God has already accomplished whatever it is that we are facing. It means understanding that we are joint heirs with Christ and that we are seated with him in heavenly places. We can confidently speak to our circumstances and storms, commanding them to cease because of the faith of Christ that resides within us. This brings glory to God. We must be mindful not to claim ownership of our circumstances and storms as they are not our identity. Our identity is in Christ and we can find rest and refuge in him. When we operate from a place of rest, it signals to our circumstances that they are not in control, and it reveals to the devil that we cannot manipulate that he cannot manipulate our emotions or deceive us with his lies. 
Speaking life while resting allows our lights to shine and demonstrates our faith in the authority that we have in Christ. So, I am going to read a scripture in Hebrews 11.6 and I am going to read it in the easy to read version. It says, without faith, no one can please God. Whoever comes to God must believe that he is real and that he rewards those who sincerely try to find him. So this scripture used to bother me because I'm like, what do you mean it's impossible for me to please God without faith? How can I have faith in an invisible being that I can't see or hear? And how can I have faith in him when life be life in so in a very difficult season <laughs> um i.e last year i was in a situation in a season where everything that god was telling me was going to happen did not look like it was gonna happen like literally what i could see with my physical eyes and what god was telling me in my spirit were not lining up there were moments and seasons and there were some who didn't necessarily agree with this method but i've mentioned this several times on previous podcast episodes where i share that i told god look you say in your bible that and so i just started speaking scriptures and i told god if this is what you say I need you to show me. I need you to make your word, your promises real to me in my heart because it's difficult for me to see that right now because everything that I can see with my natural eyes looks like the exact opposite. Everything that I was hearing with my ears sounded like the exact opposite. I could not see the forest for the trees as the saying goes and so I would literally have to say the things and there was a there was a few days span where I was really really down and I wanted God to just deliver me like abracadabra <laughs> you know wave your magic wand um and and I ended up doing a I know I referred to this episode a lot but it was really one of those seasons and times in my life where I had to really put my money where my mouth is, so to speak. And that episode is, is called Doubting Revive. Well, no, Crushing Doubt Revive. Um, but it's because, and I named it that because I was crushed because life was really lifing. I had doubt that God was going to come through because everything that I saw looked the exact opposite of what he said but the revive came about because I literally had to put my money where my mouth was like I had to start speaking these things God your promises and your word says that I have to do these things you know in order for me to be able to see these things come about like you're telling me that my words have power and so as proverbs eighteen twenty one says okay fine if my words have power 
I'm going to speak life. Your Bible tells me that I don't have to worry about whether or not you're going to provide for me because you take care of the birds and the flowers. They not tripping and stressing over how they're going to get groceries and how they're going to pay the bills. So if you're telling me that I don't have to be concerned because you take care of them and you made us as humans in your image, then that means then that, hey, you're going to take care of me. So that's just two of the scriptures. But there were several scriptures that I had to speak as if they were. And then that was whenever God started to come through. And I really found that as probably the most difficult <laughs> week, almost week of my life um, last year, simply because I assumed God was just going to do the thing because that's what he, you know, had did in the past. But I want to say this, while that is and had been the case before where God would save me because he knew I really needed him and I would cry out to him, he started to level me up. I'm saying this because I know that some of us, the things that we've done before, they're not working anymore. And we're wondering why in the past we could just do a little Bible study reading or in the past we could just pray a simple prayer or in the past we could just read a little bit of the Bible. Whatever it is in the past that you could do, if it isn't working anymore, that's because God has leveled you up. It talks about in the Bible about the difference between being milk Christians versus meat. When you think about a baby, a baby, whenever they're born, they need milk. That's all they can digest is milk. That's all they can digest. But as they get older, they're able to start to digest some somewhat solid foods. Maybe you got to mash it up, you know, but they're able to start to digest solids. Then they get teeth and they can start to break down Foods that don't necessarily need to be mashed up. They're able to start feeding themselves. Then they're able to start using utensils. All of these things are a progression as they get older and as they're stronger. That's the same thing with us and God in the Bible. I have found that last year, he started to level me up. I wasn't ready he didn't say, hey, Carmelita, guess what? You're going to have to start doing more. I just started to realize what I used to do ain't working no more. But that didn't mean God was different. That didn't mean that God had changed. That didn't mean that God didn't love me. It just meant that he needed me to start to take the training wheels off. He needed me to start to do a little bit more. And me doing that showed me how much stronger I was how much more deeply rooted my relationship with him was. That's whenever, as I, you know, would say, my relationship with him got thick. It was no longer soupy. It got thick. I jokingly sometimes say that God now has me, like there were seasons and times where, yes, of course, I was milk, you know, and then there were seasons where I started to get more solid foods. Now I'm a meat Christian, but there are times that sometimes, as a meat Christian, God will 
cut the meat up for me, might even feed it to me, you know, might even do the choo-choo, chugga-chugga, you know how you do with kids sometimes. He might do that, but there's sometimes the God is like, no, you got to cut that up and feed yourself. And then there's some seasons and some situations where God is like, now you need to go kill the cow, (laughs) butcher the cow, cook the, I mean, like, all the the entire process because he knows that I can do it. I may not feel like I can. And and to be completely honest, sometimes I don't want to. I just want to just lay there. But it makes me think about the scripture that talks about being lazy. God does not want us to be lazy Christians. And sometimes exercising our faith is what shows us that we can do it but if we just lazy and just expecting him to come through and we not that it reminds me of the scripture talks about faith without works is dead we have to have faith in him that we if we do the work he's going to bless our efforts the other part though is that at times he requires us to go further in our relationship with him like I said the things that you used to do don't work anymore so maybe you have to go deeper in your relationship with him maybe you have to go deeper in your bible study maybe you have to change your bible study up a little bit more than what you have in the past maybe you got to do it a little bit longer than what you have in the past because that then allows you to have more of him in you to be able to then bring it out at a later time so I just really wanted to kind of expound on this devotional because there are times where we have to speak life just like the last Bible study plan that I did where I was talking about how our words have power we have to take authority and rest in our authority as this devotional is titled We have to rest in the authority that we were given to be able to speak life into our own situations. We have to rest in our authority over the enemy. If we just sit back and just lay back and let our situations be what they are and just, oh, well, God loves me. He knows my heart. He got me. Like, what is that saying to the enemy? That allows the enemy to just tap dance all over your situation. That means you're not filling your mind, transforming your mind, as the scriptures say. You're not trusting in God to do. But in order to to trust in him, you got to be able to figure out what are you trusting him for? What are you trusting him with? There are times whenever I have to literally Google scriptures associated with the situation. So if you're going, if you're worrying, Google scriptures on why you shouldn't worry. You know, if you are, you know, feeling fear, Google scriptures about fear. Those are the scriptures that you need to speak over your life, over your situation. And like I said, God is not going to be upset. I know and I have to say this because some people say and they like to bring up talking about not testing God says you're not supposed to test him yes I get that however Gideon did ask God can you please help me to you know really believe if you really said I think about doubting Thomas he said I seen I seen Jesus die 
you know, I think about the man who, you know, he was asking Jesus to heal his son. Jesus, I do believe, but heal me of my unbelief. So I want to say that to be sensitive to the fact that when people say don't test God. You have to take that into context. I'm not telling you to test him. What I am saying is you need to speak authority over your life with his promises. So what I do, God, your word says X, Y, Z. Heal me of my unbelief. I know you can do it. And that's the other part is that there have been times when I'm like, I know you can, but I'm not really sure you're going to do it for me. I done seen you do it for Sally Mae, but maybe you ain't going to do it for me. And I'll never forget Pastor Mike Jr. when he was at Transformation Church, something that he said, if God is blessing your neighbor, that means he's in the neighborhood. I held on to that also. If God is blessing my neighbor, that means he's in the neighborhood. Because I was seeing other people getting blessings. I was seeing other people's situations working out better than mine. And last year, it was by me speaking faith over my situation. It was by me speaking God's promises out loud. I even had to go so far as to paste them up on my wall on construction paper, y'all. I literally would have to write them down and, and put them on my walls because it was that bad. But it wasn't even because it was just that bad. It was because I was just that determined because I was that intentional, because I, my situation, like I said, literally what I was seeing with my eyes was so, it was a stark contrast. Literally, it was like left and right. It looked, it was black and white. It looked nothing like what it was that he was telling me. So I say this to say to you, I say this to encourage you Sometimes people are like, it don't take all that. Sometimes it takes all of that because our words have that much power because we really do need to rest, sit in your authority, sit in your authority. I think about when somebody is, if you're sitting, I want you to do this. I want you to sit down, cross legs. If you have another person there, I want you to do this. Sit down on the floor with your legs crossed Indian style and then try to get somebody to try to pull you up. It's going to be real hard because you are sitting. You are sitting and you are like your legs is crawled. You it's so like I know probably like really crumbly. It sounds like an extreme example, but it's something that. For me, sometimes I need to have things like that as reminders to be able to make it practical for me and to be able to really make things come to light. So just go with me if you have the ability to have another person do that. It's very hard. Now, if you are standing, they can. They can easily probably pull you along. But when you are sitting and then take it a step further, lay down and see if they can get you to lift, see if they can lift you up, you know, just like grabbing your hand. Like I said, I know it's probably, probably is taking a little too far, but this is how important this is to me to help you to see, because I'm telling you, 
this is, I'm not just telling you this just to be saying something and like, you know, out of the Bible. I'm not telling you this just to inspire you. I'm telling you this because this is real because this was my life. And if you don't believe me, rewind these podcasts back before I started doing the ones that was on the Bible study devotionals, rewind these things back, go back to, go back to the first one and then just listen. I ain't just out here just gassing you up. I'm not just up here telling you something that sounds good. I'm telling you my life. I'm telling you what I did. And you can listen to the episodes to be able to see as I was going through the journey, hearing my tears, hearing my frustration. If you don't want to listen to all of them, listen to that one particular episode that I mentioned, Crushing Doubt Revive, if you don't believe me. I got some skin in the game on this thing. I'm not just telling you something that sounds good. I'm telling you the truth because I did it. So, let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for allowing me to be able to administer this message. Thank you for allowing me to be able to see the purpose for my pain. Because it was my pain that allows me to be able to speak with such authority to your children. God, I just pray that everyone under the sound of my voice can see through some of the silly examples, some of the maybe off the wall um, things that I was recommending them to do, be it sit, lay, stand, whatever, to be able to see you, to be able to understand And to see the passion behind my words. I know, God, that you don't call the equip. You equip the gold. And so I am speaking in faith that everyone under the sound of my voice will have their faith strengthened through this message. I ask you, God, to just help us. Send us the resources. Send us those those soft nudges in our spirit. Well, maybe in the beginning it's, well, I felt like something was telling me. But then once they do that thing, they'll realize it was you so that their relationship with you can be strengthened. So their relationship with you can flourish. So, God, I just thank you for the seeds that I'm planting. I thank you, Father God, for the seeds that I'm watering. And I thank you, Father God, for the plants that I may be pruning with this message so that we can grow a deeper and more strengthened in in and more solid relationship with you. So Heavenly Father, I thank you in advance for all the testimonies that will come from this devotional and that will come from this Bible study plan that we're doing right now. In your son Christ Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, family, I love you and I look forward to talking to you tomorrow in another episode of Purity to Purpose.